<coughs> You're playing a game for us this weekend, aren't you? Maybe <laughs> tomorrow, yeah. Yay. That'll be fun. We haven't done that. Wait. Ever? We've never done that. Never, ever, ever. Mm. Never done that. Oh, that's good, isn't it? That'll Madness. Yeah. Hello and welcome to another episode of Who the Fuck is Delia, the podcast uncovering the plight of the creative who might not just yet be so successful that they've got a animatronic arm that goes out into the crowd for when they want to do a drum solo. What? Uh, Travis Barker had that. Yes, he did. Joey Jordison had that. An animatronic arm. Animatronic. Mm. Arm, like an arm. Well, like a big they, thing that grabbed they, his drum kit and I, it was like... I oh, I remember that. I believe the first drummer to pioneer this though, mm. was Tommy Lee from Motley Crue. Was I it? I think he was one of the first guys to rock that. The guy, Led Zeppelin dude, which I should know his name. John Bonham. John Bonham. Yeah, he did it. So Has he done as well? Well, maybe he was... Or like on a revolver... Like, he had the revolver. Mm. Was that like yeah. makeshift for John Bonham because it was so long ago it was just like <laughs> he a just had a few of wood. He just, <laughs> had, <laughs> he just had a few lads grafting just <laughs> lifting it walking him around with it. Yeah. Um... But yeah, we're, we're, we're going to have a little drum-themed uh, podcast this week because oh, of our guest. But before we get to that, I'm joined by usual Michelle Harris. Oh, yeah. And the rudiments himself. <laughs> it's not a thing, really, is it? <laughs> at, at Instagram. <laughs> yeah. George Hit the Rude up. Boy Coleman. Holla. It's been a while since you've been on the I podcast. I know, I've missed it. Yeah, oh. I've been away, haven't I? So, yeah. Been working. Was, it's kind of weird because we made... Uh, we made a flippant comment the other week about you weren't there because of a car crash or something. Oh. But you have been in a little car accident. Yeah. And you're okay. You? How yeah, the fine. tables have turned. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> what once was a joke, an old <laughs> bit all you in the arse. <laughs> bit you in the arse more. <laughs> True. But no, no, it's fine. Alex. What? Is that you? No. That's not No. Nice. That's definitely my mum. <laughs> oh, that's fine. <laughs> oh, we'll we'll hold thought for a moment. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, it's good to be. It's good to be back. Miss you a lot. Yeah, it's yeah. been a while. Been <laughs> do you think that? But do you think the podcast has suffered in my absence? Um, that's a thing. I'll let the I'll let the listeners yeah, decide. I think they should decide <laughs> as well. <laughs> but um, but yeah, this week we have a very special guest joining us on the show. He is a drummer, producer, graphic designer, extraordinaire, um, Mr. Jake. Insert pronunciation of your last name here. Leapiet. 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 Yeah. I thought you guys knew that. I'm disappointed. I call you... I call... I say Lipiak. Yeah, That's I say... A, that is the most common. That's the right. Lipiak. I don't mind that one. Where's it Lipiet. from? Uh, Poland. Fair enough. Fair mm-hmm. enough. A couple yeah. of Polish brothers here. Yes. That's yeah. why I thought you, you'd know it. Le- no, yeah. No. I, no. <laughs> I, uh, I revert to the Ben Gladwin pronunciation of Jake Lilypad. Lily Lily <laughs> <laughs> That's very nice of him. Oh, Jake Lily. And there's something cute about it as well. Yeah, something there I is. like it. Yeah. There yeah. needs to be okay. I'm, there needs to be a drawing done. Well, maybe this. this you know, having the pictures that pop up. Yeah. This is me. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I want a little frog on it. If there's not a frog on it, <laughs> okay. Just leave it. Who wants to be on their own as a little? <laughs> so, um, Jake, I'm, how you doing? I'm okay. Yeah. It wasn't my mum. It wasn't your mum on the phone. No. Who was it? It was my sister. Ah, oh, bloody uh, families. Which, you know, yeah. nice, but... But not, you know, <laughs> not, not your mum. Not right now, sister. You're going to say something, Michelle. I was, um, do you know how to pronounce um, Alex's name? Dapparellis. No. no. Shit. That's, what you've done there is confuse an old 
me, T, and Shell, when we lived together, combined all our surnames and made a thing that was Dopperellis. Ah. Oh, okay. So I'm. Right, but I'm it's Dopperella. Dopperella. Yeah. But I'll it's say, not, if you're it's Polish. not Dopperella. That's why I asked if you'd know it, because, you know, the Polish lines and stuff. The Polish, Polish way is Dopperella. Okay. That's Dopierawa. Okay. Yeah. Dopierawa. I even had it in my head wrong. I was like, Dopperella. Yeah. Dopperella. Dopperella. Amarilla. Is this the way to Dopperella? I mean, to be fair, though, I never really, like. No, I mean, I never really focus it on that much. So when I look at it, it's normally at a glance. Oh, I focus on your name all the time. Oh, I my name's very generic, though, isn't it? The Coleman. Yeah, Coleman. Um, How's it pronounced in Polish? <laughs> You're not even going to try. No. <laughs> no. Um, so, Jake, you play drums. Sort of. And um, who do you, you play for Jalen and Gonda? I do. And you play for Katie Alex? I do now, who, yeah, she started back. Both of whom have sort of in some way featured on the podcast. I think Shell recommended Katie once as a as a what she's been listening to. I also and, recommended Jalen. And and but you recommended Jalen because Jalen walked in halfway through a, uh, a podcast <laughs> a couple of weeks podcast. ago. It was so funny. He like <laughs> walked so in really brazen well. and was like, hey, and then realized what was going on and like, like so creeped back up and was like, I'm just gonna leave now. <laughs> um, have I missed anyone out? Who else do you play for? Um do you, know, do you know Julia? Julia Church? No, but I knew there was another girl that you played for. Yeah, so she hasn't started yet, but we've always said that when, when she starts off, that's that's happening. Oh, cool. Which would be great. I love her stuff. Sick. Um, but yeah, and oh, oh, of course, how could I forget Hannah? There's this girl, um, she calls herself King Hannah. Okay. Um, she's almost, I would say, if, if Joni Mitchell was to sing for Radiohead, that's, that's, her, that's her sound. And she's great. She's really special. But... Um, yeah, I think her, her track comes out. First track comes out in a couple of weeks. Are you on that? Yeah. Nice. It's called Creme Brulee. Did you produce it? No, I did the pre-production, um, <laughs> but then I, I moved here. And uh. I, do you know Ted White? Yeah, sure. He sort of he. <laughs> I, I put him in touch with Hannah, and they they really hit it off. So he's done he's done the the production. He's a producer. Yes. Oh. Okay. And what would you say these days is your main lane? Producer, well, drummer. I do the drum like drum sessions. That's probably oh yeah, you like about yeah. You get, don't aren't you writing a, aren't you writing a book at the moment, Jake? You still doing that? Yeah, that is another thing. Yeah, well, you're I, like you're like a dry, jack of all trades yeah. when it comes to Jake of all trades. Jake of all trades. No, well, I, oh, I, did, I finished it. Um, well, I'd say I finished it. I, it was it was about notation that was. So it was this. You like this, George? Actually, it's it was sort of a a form of notation for drummers rather than an adapted version of notation from, right. from you know, whatever other instrument you want. Yeah, yeah. Um, just happened by accident that I was simplifying notation one step at a time till it was so far removed that I was like, okay, this is something of its own, you know. Mm -hmm. But I, ma I made a little guide to learning it. And I finished the guide, but I never did the graphics, which okay. is daft. But the, so, so the book isn't out? No, but it's, I've, got it, I've got it backed up. Yeah, in, in multiple places. So, so one day, maybe one day, if I, yeah. But you need to do the one. like the illustration of how you would write it out. Um, Is that what you still need to do? Yeah, I mean, it was more the scores that yeah. I, I was just I don't know why I couldn't decide on a groove to use as the example because it's it's one groove that goes through the whole. To, mm, I'd, I'd pick one groove and we'd learn, or the book would teach you how to write that groove mm. in the shorthand form. Right, and then I'd, I, yeah. 
couldn't decide. So it was literally <laughs> that you couldn't decide on a groove is why this project is Yeah, it's, it's about an hour's work out of, <laughs> out of months and months and months. But could you not time. decide, was it purely just you didn't know which, did you have like a, a tune in mind or was it just like you don't know what would be like, for example, the best song to get a lot of information in yeah, that will give you a good that. example? Yeah, it's daft. It's, it's nothing. It was just at the time could I, I, could, I hadn't decided. I could I give hadn't. a suggestion maybe. Go for it. You know, uh, is it called Fall in the Rain? I've like heard of... Uh, you know, it's got that little shuffle beat. Will yeah. rock yeah. you? Okay. Oh, it's like a... Pur- <laughs> it's, it's the Purdy Shuffle. That's that... Okay. That, yeah, you know. All right, rhythm. yeah. That, that could be a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's lots of like ghost notes in that and stuff, so I don't know how you would... Yeah. Yeah, that's quite a busy beat anyway that's what I mean so yeah. it might be which, good which is why it was hard because I didn't mm. want something that was that busy I wanted something that was simple and then you could add something had a lot of variations right, okay. I've got something simple for you <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard of a band called Queen <laughs> never <laughs> never we were rocky, I, I mean maybe we'll do your version yeah my version is well complicated yeah can you because this this might not work but can you try and explain what that looks like on a score? Oh, well, no. We, what, Is it impossible I, I to explain without like we seeing it? <laughs> <laughs> no, like because I can't. Because you, you're, you're basically saying that you're rewriting music. You're, you're rewriting or, the way music is for, for for drummers. I guess. Have you ever seen like shorthand writing? Yeah. And how it, it someone can read that, but it doesn't look like. Yeah, it, it looks like Arabic. Yeah. Yeah. So. It sort of looks <laughs> like a notation version of that. It's Arabic notation, basically. Oh, really? <laughs> it's, um, so but is it on, a, is like it hieroglyphics. on a stave? It's on a stave, but it's also one shorthand score is made up of two staves and a single line at the bottom. Oh, okay. So wow. the top stave is... Hang on, be, for anybody who doesn't know what a stave is, it's Google those... It. Yeah, Google it. <laughs> <laughs> but if you were to open your typical music book with where music, music notation lives. in it, it's the staves are like the lines, and there's like five lines: one mm. for the bass, ones for the yeah the treble. So it works the same in in that sense yeah. that the top stave is for the main groove, mm. and the second stave is for variations on the main groove. So oh. rather than having to write the same groove over and over again with slight variations, mm. you you'd split that bottom bar, uh, bottom stave into like. Well, variations and there's like divisions oh. that you can use and then the throughout those two staves um you use different symbols instead of like standard dots yeah um what so what's the line underneath for uh, it's a clave oh. so if there's an um overriding feel that's felt through the whole groove that would be shown there that makes sense so it's more it's rather than it being like a a score that you actually sit and read it's it's more a tool for okay i'm going to write this down and i'll remember it this way Mm. and then i'll just pick ideas from it right that's that's good though right yeah that's cool so this this might sound really stupid but this is how i assume a normal drum score would work and I'm sure it definitely doesn't work like this, but I feel like this is how it should work. Okay. <laughs> so it's like each part of the drum kit should be like a note and it should be like um, Guitar Hero where like it says, you know, top, top right symbol mm-hmm. or snare and you have to hit them at that time. But like, in like sense, yeah. is that what it is? Uh, in yeah, essence, it's, it's, a, it's like, you know, with like normal notation, notation, it's like it's the same 
almost symbol, just what line it lives on. Yeah, I think, so like, they, I think it yeah. still has a line it lives on, but it's also represented by like a symbol almost. So I don't know, like a snare is like an X, and then like the kick drum is like a circle. And yeah, I think uh, I mean the way that I've the way I've seen sheet music for drums before. Yeah, because I like in my very early stages of learning drums, I used to read it, but then I thought, no, I'm just gonna. Yeah, Fuck just learn by listening. Yeah. I think the, Laziness, in many really. ways, there was nothing completely set in stone. No, I mean, no, that, that's why you. I think that's why you yeah. probably doing a good thing there. Really, imagine Maybe. you were like, imagine you put this out and it made so much sense to drummers all over the world everywhere that you were like huge and you become yeah. this big person. You did like TED talks on your new way of like Jeez. learning how to write, how to read drum notes. What are you doing here? Yeah, <laughs> get, get out. Yeah. Pick a song. Do we will rock you? Publish, will you? Jesus. Uh, so those TED talks are great though right yeah, oh, amazing. yeah. Oh, I love them I went through a phase I think when we just first moved into here I think because we were driving so much I went through a phase of like that's all I listened to was TED talks and I had to stop listening to them for a while because I was like I'm sick of the format of a TED talk so I listened to them so much yeah. but they're really yeah. good yeah they're amazing They've got like a podcast, haven't they? A podcast. Yeah, they do. The t- they put the talks up online, don't they? Yeah. As a no, so when Jesus. we were driving, we just throw them on because yeah. they're only half an hour long. Yeah. It's like, you know, when you love a series, but if the episodes are only half an hour long and you bash through it, you end up hating it at the end mm-hmm. because you've just watched so much. Mm. It, it became like that to me. I wanted to, one thing that I've been looking forward to getting you on the podcast <laughs> for, Jake, and I mentioned it to you before, was that um, we were talking a while ago, and it might have been on a previous episode. Um, and it was about like George being a battering ram on the drums. Oh, oh yeah. George, you know, if he could, would use two tree trunks to, <laughs> <laughs> to you know, there's no need for a PA. I think we were talking about it because sound engineers get pissed off with George. They don't like yeah. You, for want of a better phrase, are a little bit more, no offense, George, tactile <laughs> or tact or um, quieter. <laughs> Okay. I can't have you ever had um, and I think we might have said it on the podcast that we bet, we bet you haven't but have you ever had like a sound engineer come up to you and be like yes you have Heck yeah. flipped out <laughs> honestly <laughs> I, yes. I, even I flipped out we were in where were we we were doing a festival just outside Geneva I don't remember what it was called but um, and it was in this big converted barn so it was a big venue it wasn't like it was a small room yeah. and um, I was just playing like normally like yeah. So the, I think I, I think I always take the rule. I play to the level of the room. Like okay. I, I can play harder, if, you know. Yeah. If the but you're known in our community of people for being a, a quieter, more jazz yeah, style yeah. drummer. Yeah. yeah. And that's probably mainly it. I I, I learned jazz technique, so it's yeah. actually a little bit harder to play louder. Mm. Yeah. But, um, just because I played traditional grip, and mainly because I'd I'd started learning traditional grip, and I hadn't got the power to actually go it was my muscles weren't strong enough to right, okay. and I, I'd, I'd switched to trad and I wasn't able to go back because I'd forgotten well lost the ability to so play match for people who aren't drummers just quickly explain the difference between the grips then one looks really odd and one doesn't <laughs> yeah so the ones you one's your one's your rock drummer with his yeah, stick yeah. just hold gripping him with in, in his hand like what you'd normally see and one is that jazz guy who's mm. holding it a bit more like a chopstick yeah, yeah. and, he, and he's comes from marching drumming mm. yeah okay. is that is that traditional yeah it right. was, was when um marching bands would have the the snare with the, the strap on around them mm-hmm. and it would always fall to one side so they could have normal grip in one side but to actually play the drum they yeah. needed to hold the stick in a different way ah. and then obviously it developed okay into you know the drum kit developed and yeah. jazz 
you know that's cool happened and they were, yeah. they were still using the same grip um but mm-hmm. so you're so you're playing like that you're playing at a normal level at this gig in geneva yeah and um the, the sound engineer just shouts from the back of the room, can you tell that drummer to play quieter, please? Stop. And, and literally, Jalen puts down his guitar and he looks no. at me and he's like, he just bursts out laughing. He's like, this is never... I love that reaction. My mouth is on the floor. I was like, I've never... I was like, I wasn't offended. I was like, just amazed that he'd actually said it. I was like, this is the first time. Yeah, Someone that's ever said that. Yeah, I was like, say it again. <laughs> <laughs> Say it louder, come on. He thought I was like, yeah. on, but I was like, oh, come on, say it again. No, he's just looking at you going, fucking bastard like that. So, so yeah. you have that reaction because it's never, it never happened to you and you're like, whoa, this is mad. <laughs> it happens to George so much. That Every George is now single just, gig, just George pulls like, out I'm with just, the sound engineer. I'm just not going to say anything. I'm just keep my head down. <laughs> What the drums are, what drums I'm saying, drums I, are loud. Like. I know, and I don't even think that I do. I mean, I don't even think that I'm really hitting that hard. I don't, it doesn't feel like I'm really. You've t- you've toned it down. I th- I think. Well, loads. yeah, because I think that you know, I think especially for our music, I've had to learn to be like a bit more mm. dynamic. I've always been in bands that are just like conventionally rock bands, so mm. you just need to fucking You're hit them hard and hit them fast. Like that's the style of drumming I liked playing when I was a kid. Like I like punk music, so yeah, yeah. there's no fucking technique in that. It's just go go and play them. But mm-hmm. no, I think the worst one was Bristol for me. That sound guy, I lost my shit. Which one was, he that? was a The one where I walked out. That's how my, he was. Oh, that the guy tiny tiny room. Me, I the guy where yeah. he told us that to sort out the frequencies, frequencies. on our backing track. That's when I walked off. Like, I thought this guy. Yeah, I remember that. We were playing in a bar that was filled with glass inside and I have cymbals and a live kit. What what else do you expect is going to happen? It wasn't a a venue. It was was very much a bar. It was a bar. And like they shouldn't be putting live music on there really. But that's that's the problem with half of these places. They get a sound engineer into a bar and they're like, oh, we'll just put live music on. It's like, no, you can't do that. You have to have a venue to do that. And if you do do that, you can't complain about the fucking sound quality when you do it. (laughs) But this place was a proper, it was like, it looked like, I think upstairs was like a hotel and this bit at the bottom was like a members bar. So mm. it was like super quiet, super chill, like big mirrors all everywhere. And yeah, and then we were on like a little raised level, which was basically like a little dining mm. area. Yeah. And yeah, the guy was, was kicking, uh, first of all, kicking off at George because of how loud he was playing, but then afterwards come to us and he was like, so I'm going to give you some tips about your songwriting. And I was like, oh, can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, so, you know, all your frequencies right now, they're all sitting they're all sitting like down here or oh no they're all sitting in the middle all your frequencies are sitting right in the middle you've got no low frequencies and you've got no high frequencies yeah. and i was like okay cool which Thanks. is which was total bollocks we got like yeah, sub definitely. drops in so whilst all this was going like, on reverse symbols and stuff and he's he's playing the the, the pa is it's just two top cabs there's no bass bins <laughs> so it's like you don't know what whilst you all this was going on i'd packed down all my breakables like no one knew and i packed them all down and i just left them by the kit and I just walked out and then as I was walking out it was like right we'll do one more song and I think these guys turned around and I just wasn't there and I was just outside having a cigarette <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, like now yeah. we're good it sounds great man thanks very much no, yeah. you're, not getting, <laughs> you're, never gonna, you're never going to get any better from that situation are you? Yeah. No. do you reckon sound engineers and we'll have to ask someone who is a sound engineer um, but you know like after a gig people come up to you and you get the generic kind of like no oh, that was really good and you're like thanks or you get like the other bands are like smashed it man and you're like thanks but really it's just generic phrases mm. that people are saying mm-hmm. do you ever say to sound engineers like sounded great on stage I even do it all the time even if you didn't yeah. even notice it 
Oh no, I only oh. say it when it sounds good. Yeah, on only stage. if it sounds good. Oh, right, okay. If it doesn't sound good, I don't good. I don't speak to them. See, I do it if they're a nice guy as well. I do. I yeah, yeah. I, I just be like, I, oh, it sounded good, man. No, but I. How, I, how was it out front? <laughs> yes, that is the one. How was it out front? Yeah. You I would say, them though, don't you? you? Really trust them? Yeah, yeah, you have yeah. to. Yeah. But I'm like, if they're a cool person or generally just been quite helpful, yeah, I'm more just like, thank you, like, you know, yeah, thanks for enough. being sound. Thanks for being I sound, find yeah. that because yeah. I'm with sound engineers, I always feel like. Like a sound engineer can can ruin a gig for you if they wanted to, mm. and it's like they they kind of know that they hold that power as well. Yeah. So I always try and get them on side, and the way that I always know to get them on side is to ask them questions because it like strokes their ego a little bit. Mm. So if you just like ask them a few <laughs> questions before the gig starts, you might know the answer to them, but you're just like, oh, where's how that does accent that from? Go in there, or <laughs> does this? Why does this do this? Yeah. Then they love explaining it to you, and then they really like build a connection to you then because yeah, they're like, yeah. oh, I can, I can tell you things. Manipulative person yeah. just like yeah. the end of an XLR here and go where where does this go yeah. <laughs> where ooh, how does the mic does make go? noise yeah. <laughs> yeah well um I feel yeah, yeah, I <laughs> fucking hell I, they get a rough ride on this podcast we're always yeah. waiting to no I, actually to big big them up though I would say one thing that sound engineers they might hate me because I play loud but the one thing they love about me is that my monitor mix is the most minimal thing ever yeah, yeah. I really honestly they're like what do you want I went can I just have some kick drum please and they just go is that it and I go yeah yeah that's fine and they'll yeah, go I struggle with monitor mixes I never know what to as long as I'm because I'm always like the way we set up when we play I'm always right next to T like and he has his bass cab on like on the stage quite loud I find yeah, so and I follow a lot of him anyway we are really playing uh, quite a lot the same like our cues are quite similar yeah, where yeah. your cues you sort of run off each other don't you especially yeah. with the guitar and the vocal so yeah. as long as I can hear T and like a bit myself I'm normally quite all right and also play to track as well so yeah, just learn the track as well so yeah. I think it'd be nice to go like like rent out a venue for the day with a sound engineer and just go in there and play with your monitor mixes yeah literally you know I mean? it's so important and just like play around so you know what you like as well because when you sound check and you only get like 15 minutes to figure that out don't you well I imagine some big bands get that privilege yeah they like definitely when they go do when they're tours and all, yeah. all that yeah, production yeah. stuff mm. all sorting that out well do you know that, sorry oh that was a perfect little smegway no go on what are you going to say um, but when you get a good sound engineer <laughs> Oh my God, it's the, the difference that it, ever, isn't it? Yeah, how yeah. good is it? And when they're safe as well, do you remember John. that guy? John, John, John from John, John Audio. I don't Fucking know what his John. company's called, but John. He's amazing. Where's he? Where's he? Scouse bloke. Yeah, no, he's, he's good. Isn't he? <laughs> 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 yes. He's, but I think, well, we had, do you know Connor Houston? Uh, I think I know so. The name. Yeah, so he's been doing, he's been doing Katie's stuff and right. you just, it takes the pressure off because you know he's going to do a good mm. job. You yeah. know, you like, you don't have to worry about if everything's coming through and we did the first gig and there was like you know he actually had made notes for us on what was what needed to change for the right. next gig you know and he'd like he'd done that for us and yeah yeah he's great yeah it's so important he makes it? a big 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 difference what i think uh what one thing that's very let me start that again so we're fortunate to have you on as in the same way that we were fortunate to talk about to tea about this sort of thing in that you are a working musician in like you'll do covers stuff. So like tomorrow night, we're all playing together, aren't we? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but then also, so much like T did that Paloma Faith tour, you've also traveled to America and Europe and supported massive artists like Lauren Hill with Jalen. Yeah, we've done. We've That's done. amazing. Yeah. And so it's very rare that you get someone who's got that, you know, breadth, width. Portfolio craze, right? Yeah, exactly. So 
what would you say? Well, what first of all, which do you prefer and why? And then secondly, what would you say is the other than it being a bigger stage? What kind of what skill set do you need for each? You know, what's a different skill set? You know, I'm saying I'm butchering the question, but you know what I'm saying. You are getting really at. butchering <laughs> the question. Um, I think it for the last last question. If if you're touring, yeah. it's so important that you get on with the people that you're touring with, or, or you're someone that they'll get on with because okay. you're stuck with them in situations where. And they're not the most comfortable situations at times, even though it's great fun, but you've, you know, you've, you've missed your flight. You've been stuck in an airport. You Mm. haven't slept in two days properly. And like, if you can still get on and have a good laugh after all that, you know, it's, it's a good sign. You know, we, I'm just lucky that the guys that, you know, in, in Jalen's team, we all really have a good laugh. Yeah. And then we'll annoy, annoy each other persistently but that's that's good you know yeah because it's um, a real it's a real relationship it's not superficial yeah yeah so that's really important and you you play you know you get close to people like that you know like you, when you're in well not difficult situations but you know not the most amazing situations and it makes the the great situations even better yeah you know the gigs are better you're stronger for it and yeah i don't know what skill set you skill set you needed how would you like some there's there's a thing with football players where when they're going out or a certain football players anyway when they say they're going out and playing like a world cup final or a champions league final they approach it the same way as they're approaching a friendly in pre-season round the corner or yeah. or there's um there's an ex newcastle player who used to say he approaches every game like it was a sunday league match yeah which takes cool. that pressure off yeah you yeah know? so would you would you say that you take that same stance when f- between you know tomorrow night's covers gig and supporting Lauren Hill, or is it, or did you approach it like this is big, it's you know shit, it's go time? I actually find I actually find the smaller gigs scarier than the bigger gigs. Okay, I think once you get to like a a size of room, it, it sort of mm. you don't feel like you're, you're playing to that room. Yeah. You know, it's sort of right. a bit like otherworldly. That you're like, oh, was, I'm just playing. You know what yeah. I mean? Is it because they're far away, or is it because you maybe. can't see them? Maybe she can't see them. Right. I was quite nervous when we did that sofa, sofa sounds in London. Yeah. A while ago because super intimate, yeah. it intimacy is, is scary, but right? it's quiet as well. Yeah. So you're every, like I feel like yeah when I play bigger gigs, if I fuck up, I don't Does really think up? that they're really gonna know. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I think like I could discuss. I mean I'll know and it will annoy me. So there's still like that added pressure of like pleasing myself, but. Yeah, that's so. I was really nervous for like, but in a good way, not like, oh, I'm gonna fuck up. Just like, please don't play badly. Yeah, yeah. for, yeah, for yeah. the listeners, <laughs> listeners' like context, every little thing, those yeah. sofa sounds gigs are like completely unmiked, mm. completely unplugged, um, and it's everyone's silent when you play, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you, and and they make a point of that being the case because everyone's there to listen to the music. Yeah. So when we do it, generally, if me and Shell do it together, it's just acoustic guitar and voice, and then if if T's with us, we'll we'll take a little speaker for his bass. But sometimes we do it without T and, and just George. And he'll have like a snare, a hi hat, and then he uses my guitar case as a kick drum. Nice, so just for context nice. and people listening. We like pad it, don't we? As well, mm. yeah, Get like a coat in it, just so it's a bit more like yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you play to a completely silent room, unless mm. you tell them to make noise. Mm. Yeah. You know? It's respect though from them, right? It feels yeah. yeah well, it's the same they type want of it, person. They want to listen to it. Yeah, yeah. A certain type of person it's, goes to that gig. I find like I because I find them gigs really easy now, and 
You two have done a fair amount of them, though. Yeah, right. and I find they've like really developed my skills on stage as well because I I always found that when I was now that I've started playing so far, and I'm more used to them. Um, now I find that when I'm on a stage, it's hard for me to connect because there's so much space between like me and the audience. Mm. Um, but I found like I've been able to bring those techniques in from so far sounds to be able to like bridge that gap for myself. But now I find it hard that if we do gigs, not necessarily with George, with George, I don't find it too bad if he's there. But when T's there playing bass, I find it really hard in so far gigs because it's like you can bring your so far techniques to the to the live gig mm. situation, but very rarely can you bring can you bring the live gig techniques to the so far situation. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But when you've got a bass there for some reason, it just turns it into live gig mode for me. Maybe just because there's all of you, yeah. Yeah, that's. I think that's what it is, and mm. it re- and it like really puts a big barrier between me and the people. But the people are sat literally by your feet, so you yeah. can't put that barrier there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I always say that we have like. I don't know. We just—I seem to have worse so far gigs whenever T's there. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's just fucking T. Just T's fault, isn't it? For more context, you used to live with T as well. Yeah, and T's yeah. living in a house owned by your family, right? Complicated, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But do, do you you play with T anymore in anything? No, oh. which is a shame because yeah. Used to play, play you were in lots of stuff together, right? Doing loads of stuff. Maybe he just doesn't like me because you were the same year at uni. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Just doesn't like my playing. Yeah, he's told, he's told us on the side. I don't like you. Yeah, one, ever I've been since, in a room with him too long. Ever since you got told to turn down, he's like, Jake's not the person I thought he was. Yeah, <laughs> I never thought Jake's changed. I never yeah. thought that would happen. Switzerland has changed, Jake. <laughs> <clears throat> so I had, I wanted to do some quick fire questions between the drummers. Nice, right? And I wanted to to see uh, what your thoughts were. Oh, okay. So let's not spend too long on this, but. Have you got a name for this little segment? Um, this segment's called Drums. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. You got so, a jingle? <clears throat> nope. So <laughs> that was it. That was it. Drums. Yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> snare drum, right? Are you having your snare drum completely flat or have you got it angled towards you or angled away from you? Um, what do you do? I have it really flat because I like getting the, the pop from the, the rim. The rim, yeah. Cool. I like that sound. Jake, I go. Think I have a slightly higher, I think it's because I've got longer legs than, than my body, I have a slightly higher seat position. Right. So I have to tilt my snare. This is so it. geeky. I have mm. to tilt my snare slightly <laughs> away from me, okay. even though I, I don't play trad anymore. When yeah. I played trad, I had it full, full tilt. Wow. Yeah, because it me. caters for that style, though, doesn't it? Yeah, really? and then I switched back. Did you, have, did you have it tilting, like, front, though? Because you know how you, I see some drivers drummers that have, like, the snare like almost going away from them yeah yeah it was away and then to the side because oh, right, you've got that and then you need that yeah, yeah. Um, that and that on a podcast sounds, is <laughs> useless yeah, right? i know what you're saying though but um but now i play yeah slightly away just so i can have the mm. the rim as well all right cool um bass drums are we talking big and boomy or tight and clicky oh not tight and clicky i'm either like a jazz tuning open for a little drum okay or a a bigger drum that's dampened. Okay, George? I just, yeah, big, big kick drum. Yeah, I kind of like a really deep sounding, I do like a subby, subby kick drum. All right. So I'm I'm more like, 
what's a good example I could give like a really like because I because we like both enjoy like listening to like a lot of like tech metal and stuff mm-hmm. those triggered sort of kick drum sounds I quite like them yeah, well, yeah but yeah. but not too like some of them can be a bit too like sharp clicky yeah. you know what I mean yeah, yeah, like, yeah. they do me over because I put them into some mm. productions that I do because I just like the sound yeah but like, like, oh, it doesn't actually work with that um, genre <laughs> periphery sort of production like those uh, what are they called uh, the sound them. Um, can't remember the name, but yeah, that that sort of sound. Yeah, okay. I was just a fat kick drum. Yeah. Okay, cool. We're talking how many toms? Two, two. Rack, on, rack and floor. Uh, depends on the gig. I, oh, yeah, I don't know. Actually, sometimes no toms. Sometimes no toms. If I was playing in a rush tribute band, I'd need to go and fetch me over twelve. Yeah, yeah. And are we? What do we prefer? Do we prefer high pingy toms like doom, or do we prefer low like? Again, I think this is a matter of the stylistic, yeah, 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 the music, because like... Are oh, you shitting over my game here, guys? I know, you're Copping out all these questions. I wanted you to disagree on all of them. I know. <laughs> I we got this, George, haven't we? Yeah, we, we have got this. Um, <laughs> you can tear right. us apart. Yeah. <laughs> um, a couple more, last, last few. Um, so we've got a ride, we've got a crash, we've got a splash, and we've got a china symbol. So all those symbols, right. I want you to stick them in order of your favourite. Hi-hats. They don't count. We'll come to hats in a second. Oh. <laughs> come on, George. What are we going for? We're going together. Number number four from from worst to best: China Splash Ride Crash. Splash for me. I just That's never, the worst. Re- never really had any use for a splash. Okay. Yeah. From worst, I, ch- ch- crashes. Probably. Crash. I use rides as crashes. Controversial. Okay. Mm. Generally. Then then. Uh, I'll go probably China. China. Mm. China. Yeah. So we're both agreeing. Rides the best, right? You what? Sorry, is that does that make ride the best? I would also hit a ride like a like a crash symbol, yeah. and obviously more dynamic. And so for, for you, from worst to best, it, you would, it going, would go splash, China, crash, and ride. And you would go S- splash, crash, China, <laughs> ride. Ride. Is China the little one? No, that's no. Just, like, what's the little quite one? Big, no, actually. that's Splash, isn't it? The little one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I Baby like Splash. splash. Oh, um, I wish more people used Splashes. Yeah. What uh, are them ones that look like wind chimes? Oh, uh, sp- spirals. Ah, oh, yeah, they were weird. Some people just have them. You're supposed to have them on top of a symbol, right? Does anyone use one? them? Laura are they just one? decorative? Yeah, you are, but you Laura them like they trash were supposed to, Yeah, to appear on top to with the sound. But then I've seen people like just have it like hanging, a, yeah, and then they and just I'm like, whack it. yeah. What's that's, that about? That's, that's not a thing. Laura has ears like that. Did Laura she? Williams has one. They just she look, has one. Yeah, they yeah. just and look pretty. I've never seen anyone actually hit them. No disrespect to anyone who has it like that. I'm just saying that. Down it like that, right? I guess you can fucking do whatever you want in it, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's, your, it's your symbol, you do what you want. Um, hi hat I mean- sounds do we prefer hi hat sounds to be like loose and like you know, like or do we or do we like them tight and clicky? Like, yeah, I mean, are we going for like a tray call, you know, tray call from Green Days, like 16th on the hi hats all the time? He's like, no matter what's happening, and then you get all those drummers that are just like, and they're just what we saying. Depends on the track, doesn't it? Mm. I mean, as as what I'm into, I do a Not lot. Not for Trey Cool, it doesn't. I'm into a lot of like. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> He's a badass in each other. But go yeah. on, what do you prefer? Um, well, I, or what would you go for naturally? I suppose, like the the stuff I'm into playing wise is like breakbeat and hip hop stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. So little tight. I've got twelve inch hats that yeah. are really really dry and really really nice tight. Cool. Yeah. My, yeah, I, I I do like um, 
I don't really like really crisp hi hats as well. Mm. I kind of like a warmer sounding hi hat as well. Okay. So, but then generally a lot of the music, like you were saying, like when you were playing as well, like I've only re till recently been enjoying like doing new like different like sort of like rudiments on hi hats and incorporating mm -hmm. that into a groove. Which little, is name I'm enjoying. Huh? little name drop there, rudiments. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but no, like back in the day though, just having it slightly open, and yeah. just fucking going for it. Yeah, that's, okay. I like that yeah. sound. We got two more to go. I feel like I know the answer to George's on this one. So oh, it's the last okay. two. Snare. Are we going tight, cracky, pingy, or are we going like <laughs> low, you know? like impact low and loose yeah are we going like or are we going like high and tight low and loose uh both yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah again it's always a style thing but i know generally though i like high and tight. High and, tight. and last one if you're counting in one two three four are we going are you shouting one two three four <laughs> are you tapping it on the hi-hats or are you clicking it with your sticks i, I think i'd go one two and then i'd let the rest of the band feel the three and four. <laughs> <laughs> I like, you not can't get it from the one and two. I'm not, not telling that the song's in five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one, two, five. <laughs> but yeah, so you shout. You're a shouter. Yeah, but I'd, you'd be looking at each other, really, wouldn't you? Okay. So do you, do you, are you a, are you a, like a are you one of these guys? that's like one, two, two, or are you like one, two? Yeah, more like that. Yeah. <laughs> Do I look like I shout? <laughs> Excuse me, can you tell your drummer to stop shouting? <laughs> George? Um, George is a stick clicker. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. No, I'm on the hi-hat though. I count on the hi-hat. Yeah, he's yeah. A hi I think he's a hi-hat dude. I, I count on the hi-hat. I, I mm. But I also go, I'll go like, <laughs> I leave one the first one I'll just go two there's no way for, yeah. unless you shout it as like a punk drummer when they go like what two three four two, what two three four right other than that there's no way counting in as a drummer ver verbally without looking like a, a music teacher yeah I, I, like, everybody I, ready a one a two yeah 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 one, two. yeah <laughs> <laughs> like Rolf Harris. Rolf Harris yeah, <laughs> you know, bring out your what's it washboard. Yeah. <laughs> talking about uh, talking of punk countings though, what, okay. one of my favourite uh, Dead Kennedys. There yeah. is a ridiculous song called Dog Bite, and the counting you hear them do it. They mess up and they start again okay. because of the like. So he goes, he goes one two three four, and he goes, and he goes nope, stop too slow. <laughs> I'm like. And he's already gone, what the river? Stop, too slow. And then the next time you hear him, he's like, what the river? Such a ridiculous song as well. And even when he's trying to sing, the song's called Dog Bite, and he's like, Dog Bite. I wish, I wish I was a drummer. Like, I, I, should, I should have played drums and not guitar. Like, that's one thing that, like, for me, that's the coolest instrument. Playing Reckon. drums, yeah. Not when you're fucking loading the minute, huh? <laughs> yeah. Def if I went back, I'd definitely be a synth player. Synth, yeah. So, so I'd learn, piano. Like, keys learn keys and yeah, piano. Same. Yeah, same. I'm exactly the same. I'd love to play piano. I'd yeah. like be really good at piano more than drums. Oh, but being on drums is just cool, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it served me well, but you know. How do we? How do we? As as well as musicians, all this like synth stuff, drum pads, sampling, all that mm. is great for us. But as drummers. That's probably that you've got. You guys have had that kind of like, um, what's the term? You know, when like a factory gets robots in to do the human's yeah. job. Oh yeah, drummers yeah. are the musician yeah. that have had that happen sampling to them the most. Got to become robots. Yeah, yeah sampling like, sounds like. Yeah, so, yeah but the, the the good thing about that is. 
drummers have really adapted to that by well, getting drum pads and things like yeah. that. How, how it's much? part of the drum kit, isn't it? Now, mm. If you don't have an SPD or some form yeah, of sampling, like... And do you embrace it? Yeah. as well. Lots do you embrace of the for a blues band. the fuck out of their kit these yeah. days. Do you embrace that or do you, do you begrudge it? I love that. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I was into a lot of electronic music, so it's... Okay. I'd, I'm like, well, maybe that's the producer side, but I'm into sounds. Yeah. I don't like the sound of a, a raw kit. I like the triggers and I like having all the mm. uh, yeah, I, would, I tend to agree with that, yeah, actually. Cool. It makes How, it more, makes me feel like I'm relevant. Do you know what I mean? Right, yeah. yeah. You got to keep up with it. Yeah. yeah. But also it's exciting as well because it like, you know, it challenges us as well because we've got to adapt as well. Like even playing wise, I find, Yeah. you know, and that's a challenge as well. Mm. So you have to learn and adapt new styles and, and yeah, it does, it does open. I don't know why uh, people would, who would like, I don't know, like if there is such a thing as a drumming traditionalist, like why they should fear it? Because it opens the doors to a lot more possibilities as a musician as well. Yeah. Like I can't yeah. play guitar very well. I'm going to play a bit of bass, mm -hmm. maybe an okay standard, but like now that just for me, that gives me a lot more to do. Like you say, you feel a bit more relevant. Like you're yeah, not just yeah. holding down just a groove or just like keeping everyone in check and time. Like you yeah. can actually become... A lot more. If the you can become more of the creative. Yeah, player. yeah. Do you know you what's so a weird more. thing for that is that like there's because of so obviously you have electric kit mm. and or you'll have a full drum kit with your sample pad next to you. Yeah. Or as part of your kit, you know, maybe you've got pads dotted around. But what one thing drummers <clears throat> haven't adapted to, and they they will continue to have to work on this is when you get like live sessions or live bands. And they've just got a sample pad. Drummers weren't made to stand up. Drummers, oh, are, drummers yeah. have always been I made to, to sit down. The day. It freaked me out. A drummer standing up, hitting a sample pad looks. on stage, mm. looks oh, totally wrong, wrong, doesn't it? It does look like, so weird. <laughs> just the, just the, and it, like, it's like drummers, they're, they're the rhythmical part of the band. They're the people who should be able, you know, they're giving you the groove that makes people dance. Yeah. Yeah. They are the, you've got your foot on the pedal. And you're like, <laughs> so when you're, when you're playing as a drummer, you've got that groove, you're sat down, and then when you put that person stood up, yeah. they look like they've never moved in their life. Yeah. <laughs> who have you seen have you seen an example of this recently uh, no I just think I've just seen it happen more oh. and more you know oh, okay. and, and just people stood on stage and just I'm just looking at and thinking there's something off and I'm like I think it's the, I think it's that this guy shouldn't be stood up <laughs> what <laughs> were you doing it for well we were doing a little um, where was that it was a function gig actually I was, I was in, but the the place was so small um, the stage was so small that we couldn't I couldn't sit down there wasn't enough room, so I had to stand up and I put my SPD on like a table and stuff. Yeah. It was wow. so weird. Was so Even weird. that, just putting like an SPD on the table to play yeah. it, that's, yeah. that feels sort of wrong as well. I say it? a table, it was a DJ booth. Oh, okay. Oh. But, um, but still, like, it's weird. Yeah, it's so weird... But I couldn't move because I had my, my like auxiliary kick. Mm. So you had a Oh, you were still doing the kick as well? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that right. Weird. So what I'm saying so is weird. people yeah. without the oh. kick is what looks weird. They're just doing everything on the pad. They're hitting the six pads in front of them. Yeah. Nothing with the feet. So they so, just kind of like... And they just sort of off. stood there and the kick is on the <laughs> oh. kick is on the left pad and they're hitting that with their left hand and, you know, yeah. every, you know that kind of vibe. It just looks totally I, unnatural. I've seen that, actually. It's you know, weird, isn't it? Joe Murphy, when he, they do um, one bit, when they do their live show, if they are doing it like like because they do dj sets but i think yeah they do have a live aspect where one will like play a synth and joe will do like the spd yeah but he's a tall guy as well he's about like six foot seven he is he a drummer joe Murphy? yes he is he's a very good drummer as well very good i think 
There's but, something. Go on, sorry. No, I was just going to say, but yeah, he's like, that's funny. I'm thinking now I do know someone's done that. And it's even funnier because he is so tall as well. Well, it's weird that's when you take these people out of what, where they're most natural. It's like, I look stupid behind a drum kit. But then, there, and there are some <laughs> guitarists as well that you put the, a, bass, a bass on them and it looks totally wrong. Or if T, T's not a big guy, I'm bigger than T, but you give T a guitar, it looks, so it looks really yeah. wrong. It just doesn't consume. Yeah. And you get, and the same with um, uh, an ex-bassist of ours, uh, Wana Shibemba. He was great bassist, totally natural, born to play bass. He started playing acoustic guitar and he's good at it and he's singing and he's good at it. But I was like, this looks weird yeah doesn't doesn't look right at all strange right do you reckon they have that in other you know people in other professions people just look completely unnatural doing a a variation of the job that they should be doing um you got a football player to play tennis they can they would take that i assume it would only be something like jobs where you had to move yeah, for yeah. them to visually look strange doing it like it doesn't matter if you do like a, a desk job does it what and then like one a... day they put you behind like a counter saving food like a shelf stacker in Tesco and then you put them behind the till like we need you to cover the till and then they just sat there and they just look totally wrong no, behind the till <laughs> you don't no. something, something's wrong with this guy he doesn't suit sitting behind no. the till every time he uh, he jumps every time the mm. beep goes up <laughs> 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 he keeps putting them behind him <laughs> <laughs> he took the avocados back to the fruit and veg. <laughs> That's weird, isn't it? Right, when someone at the at the checkout says like, "Oh, there's a there's a there's this is damaged. Do you want to go and get another one?" Do you ever do you ever get that? I, I panic when they say that. Cause I'm yeah. like, "Well, what 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 are you what are you gonna do while I go? Yeah, and what are the people behind me gonna do while I go? Yeah, it's like it's almost like they start the clock. It feels yeah. like to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this uh, this this red pepper is uh been a bit smushed do you want to go and get another one and i'm like shit and you look at the queue behind you like go 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 part of me wants to be like no i want the smushed one (laughs) yeah Yeah, surely you could just be in your own right to be like well i didn't damage it so maybe you you should just give that to me for free (laughs) yeah you could do that yeah or i'll just pay for it because i was happy to do that in the first place yeah. Pitch, yeah, I wanted the smushed one. What you're saying about my smushed? No red yeah. pepper left behind. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, please do not throw that smushed pepper away. Like, do you know, know you're sending yeah. it to its doom, then, don't you? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You turn that pepper away at the checkout, I've and then you walk right. outside, and there's a guy outside Tesco going, "Can I have twenty p?" You're like, "No, but I've got a smushed pepper." Yeah, I do. <laughs> 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 um, to 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 grapple this back somehow. Um, how much of your career or time or not that career has got anything to do with this but um how much of your time would you say is spent playing drums these days versus producing and graphic designing mm, i stopped doing the graphics i okay literally i think you you guys was the last we one. had this conversation you're like i just don't I can't don't do this anymore. anymore because it was like it was always going to be i either did graphics or i either did music right. i wasn't and, and then i still love graphics but I, I did have a few years when I completely packed it in and then sort of got back into it a little bit when we went to uni. Yeah. Just because I was doing it for one of the bands I was in and then I was like, oh, this is great and it? it's good fun. But I find it so relaxing. So I'll do it for people, for you know, like people are like, I helped Katie with her stuff and mm. we did we did all the visuals and I love doing it so much because her brain's great and we can be really creative, you know, and come up with these ideas. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, that's just fun for me. Like, okay. Yeah. But I've... I can't spend 
it's not part of my career, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's just something I do because I like doing it. Yeah. Okay. Katie's artwork looks cool at the minute. Yeah, the, 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 the ones pink. to come are the cool ones. Are they? Got some oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy Katie's yeah. artwork. The pink boots one. Silver yeah. boots with the pink backgrounds. That was fun. Yeah. It was sort of a twist on pop art. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, yeah. and then with the producing stuff, how, how, much of that does, of your, how much of your life does that tend to occupy versus gigging? Well, the, the production stuff, I, I, I do drum production. So I've I set up this little studio now, which I've moved into, which is great. Do we have and a name? No. Oh, we're going to have to get you a name. Do you reckon? Yeah, you need a name for Write it. Write in, name James name okay. James Studio. Right, yeah. I'm, I'm open to suggestions. But um, I'll, I'll get, well, I've always pictured myself as more of a studio drummer than a live drummer. Like I always think I'm, I'm playing live, but my mind's... Right. In the studio, if that makes okay. sense. Yeah, and um, I sounded so wanky. No, I know what you mean no. though, because then it's like you're playing <laughs> stuff, sort of to track as if someone's listening to it on headphones. Yeah, I think of it rather in parts, than like improvising yeah. things and being like, oh, "I'm going to try this thing here." Yeah, which is where the sounds, like the the desire for sounds, come in. And yeah, I always hear layers. Yeah, so it's it's horrible for me playing live because I'm like, oh, there's all these extra parts that need to be going on. I can't do it. Yeah, yeah. but in the studio, I can. I'm spending, well, I'm spending every day there now. Every day I've, I've got free and I get sent drum tracks and I'll, I'll do the drums for, for artists and they come through a lot of producers and then I can spend as long and be as OCD as I want about it and mm-hmm. do all the layers, all the sort of soundscaping and then I'll send them off a drum mix ready tracks, okay. you know, cool. stems. So that's something I want to build up more, you know. That's like, it's a really interesting niche as well. Yeah that I think is very useful in this day and age of us, you know, like we, like we were talking about with programmed drums. Yeah. Because you have a huge issue with people programming drums, trying to make them sound real, but not really putting in that extra bit yeah, of effort yeah. to make them sound real. Like with my stuff or with our stuff, I always think, well, it's obviously fake drums, so I'm just going to make them sound as good as possible as fake drums. Mm. Um, so if someone's like, oh yeah, but it's not a real kit, and you're like, well, obviously, listen to it. Like mm. it sounds mad. But when you try and create something to, uh, that's not a real drum kit, sound like a real drum kit. And if you don't go every extra, not even extra mile, like every like yeah. mil- extra millimeter, yeah, then it really makes it suffer. Mm-hmm. I mean, before I had this, this place, it was, it was really difficult because I was never going to get the level of drum sound in my head, in my room do you know yeah. what I mean? from a real kit. So I was, I had a MIDI, kit that i was playing which you guys have been doing right yeah yeah, yeah got one, playing yeah. and replace the sounds mm. and then you know well music now you, you can't just have a real kit there's everything that goes yeah. on you know there's drum machine loops and everything that goes into it but now i've got a sort of setup where i'm using like i still can't get the level of sound that i, I want so i've got my kit and i'm, I'm close micing it and i'm re-triggering the close mics so i really get i get my feel exactly because i'm playing on a real kit yeah not a midi kit and then i've got i've got some like solid re-trigger software that will i can literally just replace sounds and i can layer in everything i want and Sick. i can have abbey road drums in my little you know That's cool. <laughs> my little yeah tiny little room so yeah so it I mean, works I assume you've had like various conversations. This this guy's come up a lot on our podcast because we've worked with him in the past. But he was a producer that we've worked with. I, I'm I'm assuming you've had like various conversations with Alex Britt about this. See, this is the thing. I hadn't met Alex until um, really. You know that I said about Hannah earlier. Mm-hmm. We did her EP in his cabin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in um, Yeah, and 
like I, we'd never met, but I, I'd heard about him a lot, and he'd apparently heard about me, and we just got on. Like, yeah. his, like we had a good chat about drums, and he, I'd brought my kit, and my kit was the same kit as his kit. Oh wow! And the wow. same age, and he was into the, all the same kind of vintage gear, and yeah, we just had a really good chat. And yeah, was, when I think about two people who like would hit it off with that kind of stuff, I think of you and Alex so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just like that makes so much sense that Alec, coupling of people we need to go for a drink if Alex listens yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we need to get him on shall yeah. we shall we move on to the first segment go for it do you do out by Oasis why don't you just go on the is there any chance you can sound more like you can what's your plan B what's Jack going to do when he's finished with the drums this is what's Jack going to do when he's finished with the drums um, this isn't a drum tailored one for you guys. It's always called "What's Jack going to do when he's finished with the drums?" But Stack this shows at Tesco. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not behind the cashier's desk. Every time you say that now, I just kind of will answer it. Right. Okay. Because I did it last time. I said, I think I said accounting. Okay. Yeah. He's gone down in the world. There. No offense to any shell no, no. Um But um, are there any funny quirks? Uh, any tricks of the trade? Any? Uh, annoyances or mild grievances that you have experienced in your life either either as a drummer producer or graphic designer little things that people may not know about unless they were working in that section of the industry anyone got anything this week straight away i've thought of something oh look at that <laughs> and that's rare it's almost it? like you were prepared no you said it <laughs> and it just came straight into my head and i was thinking yeah that really fucked me off anyway <laughs> <laughs> so i went on this tour recently didn't i yeah and um on the second show, which was in Colchester, um, after the show had ended, uh, Milo, the rapper, Rory, uh, would go and stand by his merch desk, like just to sell his merch, because he just said, if you stand by your merchandise, people will just come talk to you. Mm-hmm. And he said, and then they end up buying it. I've, which And the whole tour, I watched him do that. he just stand there and make loads of money each night. And I was like, that's fucking genius, isn't it? But obviously, you have to be of a certain calibre. Or fame, if you like, to be able to pull that sort of off. If, if I just stood by a merch desk, they'd be like, who's that cunt? <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> he's looking a bit good about it, hasn't he? But, so we were playing this show, and this this woman would, would just grab the chair and put it right in front of the merch table, and he was sitting on the other side, and she just sat down, and she just started talking to him while people were just, like, queuing up. Queuing up. And I was like, Whoa. are you... Are you right? <laughs> Is everything cool? How old was this woman? I'd say she was about 45, 46. And what did he do? Was he like, get out of the way? He was a bit stoned and drunk at the time, so I think he was just chilling. So Right. Um, but it was literally, it was just after the show. I mean, to be fair, it wasn't, there wasn't like a load of people behind her. Not to, de- it's not me now defending her because what I thought she did was just ridiculous. But yeah. like, just don't do that. Like that, that's not, he's not sitting down for fun. Like yeah, he's, he's selling he's his merchandise. Like that's, he's doing his job. Yeah. Like don't be so disrespectful and just sit in front. Of, like, I think there was about four or five more people behind waiting to buy some stuff. Mm. And in the end, uh, the the supporting rapper a guy called Lucid uh, Chaz sort of noticed and went come over here guys and then like and then they sort of navigated through him mm-hmm. but um, yeah that was like a I've never seen that before but I thought Sounds that's really rude and I can't I was, put it into context though, I've come across like it, doing doing this kind of job has made me come across so many people who people who just didn't think existed Is that yeah exist <laughs> Existed. Existed. Yeah. Um, 
and they're just like people who have no like it's they have no comprehension of the world around them mm. yeah yeah and they're so just like in their own head and like I don't know. I don't want to say it's a selfish thing. I don't know what it is, but it, they're just not aware of no. the world around and them. Ro- at all. And Rory was fine with it, really. But uh, the uh, the DJ uh, Eldon as well. He was looking at me, and he could just tell that it was. I was just looking at this woman like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and everyone was like, oh, "Well, Rory was like, it's fine. Don't mm. worry. She's she's probably drunk as well, and she's just she's just being nice. She's just having a chat." even though she is being a bit rude and selfish. But yeah. I guess he was in good spirits where he was like, and he probably sold enough stuff already. He's happy to just have a chat with his mum. Mm. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. And then, but like everyone did speak about it afterwards and it was like, yeah, that was a bit annoying. Yeah. yeah. But either way, yeah, that, that, was, that was one. You've got one. I have an interesting one. Go on. I don't know whether we've already spoken about this one, mm. but maybe we have. It's back to the idea of like people talking to you whilst you're in the middle of playing and like asking for songs and stuff. Like we all know that's annoying oh, anyway. Yeah, that's that's, hard, isn't it? it is. It's the worst. <laughs> but funny. but this is an extra level. This is an extra layer to it. So mm. we play a lot of gigs where we are playing in like a, a, the sound system across the whole place. So we're playing in the toilets as well. So <laughs> you're not like you've got to be careful what you say on the microphone and stuff because you can be picked up in the toilet. Yeah. So when people come over to you and do do that thing where they just like talk to you mid-gig, they don't realise that they're getting picked up on the microphone as well and then they're getting played around the whole, whole building. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, ah! And you have to like pull the microphone away from them and be like, just... Just be careful. <laughs> yeah, but because you're singing, you can't gesture can't to be careful. That. So they just think you're being a snotty. Yeah. They expect you to talk. And you're like, I obviously can't talk. Yeah. 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 I did it the other day. And normally you can't hear the person in the room around you because there's too many people talking. But yeah. you know that they'll be getting picked up in the bathrooms. But the other day there was a woman so loud shouting in my in Alex's microphone that I heard her coming through the front of house whilst I was singing. And I was like, <laughs> I pulled his microphone away so he could talk to her away from the microphone and when she seen me do that she was like oh okay then and stormed mm. off and i was like how how I'm should i have navigated that yeah. yeah how should what i have I navigated that situation right yeah. <laughs> have you got anything jake i've been trying to think yeah. I maybe i'm just too easy going i think do you ever like send a drum track back to the send a drum track back to someone and then they've like changed all your sounds or something well this is what i was going to say but then I, i've had quite a decent I was I was gonna say that it used to happen a lot with graphics that you do something and not with you guys actually we were always on the same page yeah right that you do something and then <laughs> we've probably they, been the, well annoying the sort of center of the design that was the whole point of the design that you built everything around they're like oh I love it but can we just can we just get rid of that and I'm like <laughs> I think you've got like some really bland no nothing yeah. artwork or something so you're there like I, I picture it being like a blue circle with a white background. And you're like, cool. So you do that. And they're like, could we just get rid of the blue circle? Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> Literally, that is that. And I'm like, could we have a different shade of green? <laughs> the, the blue. I know, it, I, know, I know it's blue, but I was thinking of something more blue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? And I don't know whether that... Well, it probably should apply to, to the drum tracks, but I haven't had a situation yet. I've I feel like with that, record. though, they're in... They're going to have a lot of faith in you to deliver a job. That's why they've come to you in the first place. Well, I guess I you guess. can say that about anything, though, really. Or you, you've sent your stems to someone 
and then they've mixed it really badly. Mm. That is, that is, a, yeah. Like, and you're I, like oh, I started what? limiting their options, which is bad on my part. But can you just but you have to do it. that? Though. But I'm like, I'll bounce. I'll rather than bouncing like ten percussion tracks, I'll bounce percussion. Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah. I'm like, okay, these ah. are the nice levels, and I've I made all the sounds for you. Yeah, don't ruin them. This is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, there's a few people that I, I you know, you I trust, trust and I like if they want something. Like one of the guys I do a lot with, he'll. He wants me to do that because he, he trusts my mix yeah, mm. and it makes it easier for him. And that's why he's got you to do the job mm. to get guess. your sound. Yeah. But I'll, I always say to him, like, if you want, you know, if you want more, let me know. We'll split it up. And, mm-hmm. but there'll yeah. be a shaker that's really, really loud. And you're like, what? Why is, yeah, that, why there? is that there? <laughs> and I don't want to have to give mix, mix feedback on a track that isn't my track. Yeah. It's yeah. Not, but yeah. It, it is my name on it. Do you know mm. what I mean? I'm going to get credited in this and I'm like, Oh, I've, I've got to say something. I mean, do I say something? Yeah, do I, I think that. Will, yeah, I think warrants. If somebody's asked you to do that, you mm. have the the right to be like, oh, it's not meant to sound like that. Just a shit sandwich. Yeah, no, I told you I had a shit sandwich. Huh? Yeah, it's an art form. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, I don't think you've taught us specifically how to shit sandwich. Oh, right. But I've been taught how to in the past. Yeah. How would you specifically do it? I feel like this is going to be interesting. So I feel like you. So a shit sandwich is nice shit. Nice. nice. I feel like you're the bread that you've got in your shit sandwich. Yeah. I bet yeah. it's going to be really nice. Like, it's going like to be like a, a decent... good sourdough bread. Yeah. 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 You've got to give a really solid opening compliment. Yeah. Oh, go on. Uh, what kind of bread are we going with? So, what's the situation? Have you given me your track? Yeah. You've done the drums for our latest like, like single. You trusted us Hovis. and gave us that percussion as eight different tracks. Everything's. Yeah. Could you trust us? You know us. Yeah. And it's come back. And it's all over the gaff. It's a complete car crash. Everything's too loud. Some things, like one thing's in then in the verse, but not in in the chorus. <laughs> but you're like, what? That makes no sense because it should be more in the chorus. The snare's in the wrong place. It's no, that's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's a difficult situation. Yeah, that's, that, it's not that bad. <laughs> I might go, I'd go, I'd probably avoid the drums because I know they're not cooking, right? And I'd go, guys, I love the way the, the track's sounding. It's... The, what you've done with the vocals man it's giving me chills you know? right oh, it's giving, it's giving chills. me chills yes, I really look. love it but I'm sort of con- like the drums aren't exactly how I pictured maybe I should send you um, a different bounce and oh sorry it'll maybe you can use that as a like a level reference yeah. but you know like the bass is killing <laughs> I'm like, the bass is really killing right you go very That's... go very pacific there you know yeah you, you get do very in depth on which yeah. bit see, see what, what See, the way I go about it is, again, I kind of do the reverse psychology thing that I do on a sound engineer. And I go, I- I'll do I'll do the whole, like, oh, the track sounds really good. The vocal sound, like, give me goosebumps, amazing. Mm. What, 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 what do you think about them drums? And I'll uh, do that. And then yeah, see yeah, what they, yeah. because by me asking that question, they already know something's yeah, wrong. Yeah, right. They, and then they, and they go, oh, that shaker is a bit loud. Yeah. <laughs> that is clever. And then, when, and then I'll pick up on things they say back to me and I'll be like, yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I did think that myself maybe. And I was, you know, wondering what you thought yeah, when yeah. actually. So manipulative. You probably, you know, implanted that in their brain because yeah, they'll like be that. like, oh, there's something wrong because they're asking, they, they just say that they like the drums. So, yeah. <laughs> my shit sandwich. Have you ever heard of this thing that's like a trendy new thing? Thing at the moment because people don't want to eat too much too many carbs they have the naked burger yeah so it's a burger without the bun oh you no tell burger, me shit that's my shit sandwich <laughs> <laughs> that's a shit sandwich yeah. no bun so I'm going to give you a shit sandwich right 
but it's going to save you on carbs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking we need to mix our shit sandwiches together to make yeah. like the turkey club yeah. of shit sandwiches. Yeah. The word yeah. mix. Level. Yeah. Can we pick a different word than mix our shit sandwiches? <laughs> <laughs> That's that, that, that makes it sound like there's going to be a bowl involved. We're going to smush. We're going to smush our shit sandwiches. Arrange. We arrange it. We'll take yeah. bits of it we'll out. build. Yeah. What, about these sam- what about these sandwiches and these burgers that have a little thing in the middle? They have like, I think some McDonald's burgers have like an extra bit of bread in the middle, don't they? Oh. That's what I was on about with the Turkey Club. Yeah, okay. Oh. So, that, so then you've got, yeah, it's like the free you've got two bits of shit. Yeah. You've got like a double layered shit sandwich. You've got a double stack of shit. You start with the reverse psychology question. Then you give them a, a good a, a bit of good news. And then you give them the, well, hang on. Well, got, actually I could, you know, I, I could send you over my drum bounce. You've doubled up, you've <laughs> doubled up on your bread yeah, there yeah. though. Yeah. You've got two bits of bread at the top of yours. No, I'm got, going, I'm going Nice. Then I'm going reverse psychology. That's shit. what I'm saying. You reverse psychology. Then you go nice again with the bread. Then the you bread go. And, then you go really drop in the shit. shit. Then you yeah. drop the shit. Right. Then you go Filling. nice again. Right. Okay. The, 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 the drop in the shit. That that bottom. That patty bottom patty is a nice thick juicy. Yeah, patty. it is. Yeah. You always got to round it back up. That you've got to get it back nice at the end. So you yeah, have a, you, you have a very substantial and nice little brioche bun at the bottom. Yeah. 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 Nice yeah, 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 yeah. Fluffy, right? Okay. I don't all have your mayo and stuff is on that bottom. <laughs> just doesn't have a shit. Mine's are just a bit of ham on the pavement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm just it's like right. nah, nah. Thin nah, white Warburton's that. bread, and when someone's dropped the sandwich on the pavement, you look at it and you are oh, that just looks like a sorry sight on the floor, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't really have. I don't really say much. <laughs> I'm sure I'll listen to this podcast and disagree. Stay, stay. What? No, not like that. I meant like in terms of like production wise. Feedback. Mm. Yeah. I just generally go, okay. I, I can <laughs> offer a very quick reprise on a, on a, a thing that I mentioned in this segment a, cool. f- a few weeks ago. Mm. Well, quite a while ago now, actually. Um, in the, I said that no one, no musician, and probably very few people in the room ever want to hear your request whether you're requesting something from a oh. DJ or a band, mm. we do not want to hear your request. I don't care what it is. So I can offer a little reprise on this in that I had a request at a gig the other week, which actually came full circle and ended up making my night. <laughs> because some guy, this very uh, camp guy, came over and was like, Tina Turner. And we do do a Tina Turner song. Sorry. We do do. We poo. We do. We poo a Tina Turner. We do do, don't we? Do yeah. So, um, so, sure but, but it's but it's, it's it's proud Mary. So it's like it's end of the night. It's last yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. You know. So we were like, oh, maybe if you stick around, we'll play. And he was like getting a bit angry. But then we play something, and he would just go and dance and be all happy. Yeah. Then it got to the last song of the night. I'd totally forgotten that this guy was there. We start playing Proud Mary, Tina Turner song. This guy like glides into the room <laughs> and is like having the the moment of his life, like the best moment of his life on the dance floor, camping it up to the max and fully dancing. And I was like, actually, <laughs> I feel really good right now that I'm yeah. playing this song for this dude. And he's he is buzzing off it. Buzzing. He's been like, you know, holding on for this all night. And also, we've got to the end. you butchered that story in the sense that when he start, when he was asking for Tina Turner at the beginning of the night, mm. we didn't actually realise that Proud no. Mary was Tina Turner. I so did. we were genuinely saying no. And we were like, no, oh, no, I sorry, knew that no, Tina no, Tur- no. we did a Tina Turner song. You didn't. No, you didn't. Because it was only a <laughs> yes, Because when we started playing Proud Mary, Alex looked at me and was like, this is Tina Turner. And I was like, yeah, no, I've just realised he's going to shit his pants. And then the guy come rolling in and was like, oh. <laughs> I don't think I said this is Tina Turner I think I was more like this is Tina Turner 
Yeah, yeah, but you like, said uh, it as if to be like, oh, the pennies just dropped. This is a Tina Turner song. Nah. He did. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> let's move on to another segment. In, in previous weeks, I've been dropping a little sample of George's voice in here because we haven't had George here. Aww. But for the first time in ages, yes. we can move on to our music review segment. Yeah. Um, let's go. Who the fuck is Peter Guy? I don't actually even know. <laughs> <laughs> that went a different way. <laughs> I don't really do. Oh. I'll mix it up all the time. Yeah, right, fair enough. Cool. Uh, this is Who the Fuck is Peter Guy? Uh, I'm sure Jake knows who Peter Guy is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a music review section with a positive twist. What have we been listening to this week? Chaps and chapettes. Just having a little, a little uh, mooch, a little look. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do indulge us. Um, did I go over, uh, what in, no, somebody else go first. Okay, Jake, what have you been listening to this week? Um, I, I, I've had new the new Vampire old. Weekend album. The new Vampire Ooh. Weekend? Father of the Bride on, like, loop. Um, it was one of those that I'd, as the tracks had come out, I'd been obsessed with each of the tracks that came out, and then the album came out, and I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. Sick. I just, I, I love Vampire Weekend. Well, I've, I've liked all the other albums, and I've loved this one. You know when it's just like, you've you've gradually liked a band over a long time and it's been a long wait for a new album and then yeah. this is the one that you wanted to come, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's nice. Sick. I like that. Go. Anything else? I've been listening to a girl called Winnie Raider. Oh, She's okay. cool. Um, what kind of stuff is that? Mm, oh, she, she's just one of those that's got like a voice that gives you chills. Okay. Um, really stripped back, but like this really gorgeous production. You know, Yeba. Yes. Remember Yeba? Yeah. It gave me that level of feeling when I heard Ever Green. But it's called Don't You Dare by Winnie Raider. And it's, yeah. It's very emotive, isn't it? That Yeba stuff is very, like, it's got a gospel feel to it and an R&B solely feel. But yeah, yeah. it's all about the emotion of the song, isn't it? Rather than, even though what she's technically insane. Yeah. She, like, gets across this, like, raw, almost Adele feeling kind of ballady <laughs> sort of yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. you know? Great. Um, who wants to go next? Um, so... I'm going to throw out a lady called Suzanne Sundfer, I think her name is. Is that how you say the surname, Sundfer? It's got like one of them funny O's, Norwegian O's, so I don't know what it is. And there's a particular song on an album. I don't know if the album is called Silicon Vale. Is it? Yeah, it is called Silicon Vale. But the song, no, but see, the song Silicon Vale is just like insane. So I like started learning it when I was with my singing teacher. Um, and it, I, when I first started learning it, I was like, I'm ne- never going to sing this song. This is absolutely impossible. And by the end of it, I can actually sing the song now. Yeah. Mm. Not to her level, but I can still get through it, which was just a huge feat for me because there were things in it that I was like, this is just never going to happen. Um, and also it's kind of like made me want to venture and try and learn the harp because the open of that song is just a little harp piece and it is beautiful. So I'm going to recommend that album to people because it is amazing. Good stuff. I like I, you're like one of the first people, and I've said that they've been like, yeah. She's cool. I remember She's great, and she. You know, Alina. Yeah. She showed me Suzanne Sunfoot in like um, a few years ago, but like she loves her. Yeah. She was. From, she's. She's a Norwegian girl from your year, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And oh yeah, there's what I don't. Maybe it's that track. There's one track on that album that. Ah, oh, the the video. It's like. Oh, I haven't seen gorgeous. a video. Okay, let me it's see. Chilling. It's we'll, we'll chilling. We'll talk about this afterwards. Yeah, we'll have to work out. It might be that one. All right. But there's one track, and it literally melts me. That's like the main track, I think, on the album. Maybe it's that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, George, what have you been listening to? Ah, uh, I have lots and bits of bobs at the moment. I'm just looking through my phone. 
I've had, I came off that tour, so like just been listening to a lot of hip hop mainly. Okay. And jazz, hip hop and jazz. But um, there's Oscar Peterson. There's mm-hmm. like a live album in 77 in Montreux or something like that. That's pretty cool. Okay. Um, and Old Dirty Bastard. Just been listening to loads of ODB. ODB. Big up Wu-Tang. Okay. But yeah. So yeah, just a lot of a lot of jazz and that mainly. I, oh, there is one song that uh, the DJ of this tour, Eldon, put me on to. Yeah. I fucking love it. It's by the Stylistics and it's called Hurry Up. Oh no, that's the name of the album. The name of the song is Maybe It's Love This Time. He put it on in the car one day and you'd, you'd appreciate it as well. The production on this song, the strings and everything, nice. it is beautiful. Nice. It's such a nice song. Sick. So give that a go. Wicked. All right. Um, I've been listening to a guy called Matt Quentin, who is a guitar-y dude. Um, you know that chill hop thing that you recommended on last week's episode? Yes. Yes. Um, one of his tracks came on and I was like, this is gorgeous. I need to save this and checked out his other stuff. And it's all that same vibe. It's very chilled. Everything's slightly detuned and it's like old hip hop mm. Dilla style beats, but he's a sick guitarist and it just creates such a nice mood. The other thing is I haven't actually listened to this yet, but a few weeks ago we had uh, Mike Thebridge on the podcast and mm. I'd recommended Lude. Oh, I butchered it at the time, but Ludovici, Ludovico Ainaudi. Ainaudi, yeah. Ainaudi. Um, and I recommended his Seven Days of Walking day one. I haven't listened to this yet, but day two's out. Day yeah. two's out, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so He's so cool. Though. If it's as good as day one, um, it'll be great. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe everything went wrong on day two. I don't know. but um, <laughs> He's doing Seven Days, isn't he? Yeah, Seven Days of Walking. How do you say his name? Ludovico Ainaudi. Ainaudi. Yeah. Einaudi. It's one of those that I've said when I was like, I don't know if I'm getting that right. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Thiebridge yeah. said it was Einwadi. 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 Ludovico Einwadi. Nice. But that's really nice classical stuff. Um, I'm going to give day two a little go. Um, but yeah, nice one. Thanks for coming on the podcast, Jake. Thank you. It's been really good fun. It's yeah. been lovely. You've got such a nice listening voice. It's very calming. A nice listening voice. Yeah, it's like very soft. It's a strange sentence. Nice and very yeah, complete. Thing, I suppose. <laughs> my shout out to my dad because he's just started listening to the podcast and uh, he gave me a stick the other day. He said I didn't pronounce my T's or something like that. <laughs> he, he said, he? "He said, oh, by the way, like start. I think that's it. You can remind me again, Dad, when you're listening to this. But I think it was T. He was like, you sound like an idiot. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, that's sweet. Maybe, we should, maybe we've got the, the wrong best. Coleman on. Oh my God, can we? Get my dad to talk about the, the cleaning industry. <laughs> George, he would not want to do best. that. Maybe we've got the wrong Coleman after all this time. Probably. He's probably a lot funnier than We me. just get some wine down his neck. That would be a good podcast. All right, let's set this up. Why don't you set up a podcast of all your parents? My well, my mum had this idea. Yeah, she, she did. She'll probably be listening to this. And, and I think be... it's a really good idea. I've said I've said to Alex, we need to do this because she was like, it'd be good to have you know the the talk about the creative industry from the parents' point of view because yeah, parents yeah. just really worry about children who, who go into these kind of uh, careers. And I was like, you know what? That'd actually be a really interesting podcast. So I think we should. Yeah, I mean, and I think we should do everyone's parents. Watch this space. It may happen one day. It's yeah. going to be tough to organise. I will say, though, one listener that has missed me will be your mother. Because she said she, to me, she really enjoys yeah. listening. She does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, George is back. I'm back. Oh, uh, you know Alex's, um, Alex's smegment? Oh, in. we don't have to do this on the podcast. Let's not embarrass her. It, it, it bit him in the ass the other day. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my mum said it. <laughs> 
and I was like, oh, and she thought she thought it was oh. just the mispronunciation of, you know, because we do the Pacific mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And she thought it was like a mispronunciation thing. So she said Smegment. But then I was like, don't say don't say that if you oh, don't know right. what it means. <laughs> just right. because of, there's, you know, one, yeah. one's mother should not be saying the word Smeg. No. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> You're going to have to explain this to me after. And on that, we'll, we'll, that, yeah, we'll, yeah, uh, we'll wrap up this week. Jake, thanks very much for coming. Uh, we'll put links to any social media, any websites, anything you want us to, to link to in the show notes. Um, the your your Instagram is just your name, right? Just my my very complicated name. Yeah, which is Jake Lilypad on Instagram. <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll have to get you on again. We'll go into into deeper, darker territories and get really into the weeds, like that time that me and you started chatting about why the letter Q exists. We've had some, we've had some chats, haven't we? Had some yeah, and the irrelevance of the letter Q. Maybe we have to do a, uh, an episode on that alone. I'm game. <laughs> um, George, thanks for coming. No, that's right. Yeah. Nice to see you. Yeah, thanks. Shell? Anytime. Yeah, I didn't say anything. <clears throat> Alex? Yeah, yeah, nice one for coming, Alex. <laughs> Thank um, you. And what's the thing? Oh, come on. Too much sauce. Ruins, ruins fries. fries. guys. Have a good week. Yeah.